0: From girl same grade as me Tried to kiss her once in the, aisle of the bus she right how to me. barbecue right studios her in hernando down,
1: mississippi rooster production brings you under the water tower presented by team couch of birch realty group and now here are your hosts matt crane and Derek biglane Good afternoon, Matt. Good afternoon, Derek. It is a great, beautiful Monday afternoon here in the How to Barbecue Right Studios. It'll be that for just a short while longer. But before we get to that, kind of a blustery weekend, a little cool, I did watch some basketball. Final Four is now set. Coach K survives. Look,
0: he won't go away. Was there any doubt that he was well, going to make it to the Final I, Four? I figured they make the Sweet 16. I'm a little surprised by the Final Four, but what a matchup. The coach that's been to the Final Four more than anybody mm-hmm. against the program that's been to the Final Four more than anybody. Mm-hmm. North Carolina's biggest moment in the finals ever happened in the Superdome in the 80s yep. with Michael Jordan making the shot. So uh, can't wait. I mean, going to be really good on Saturday. I'll definitely be watching. Do they I mean, play, they be... play
1: each other twice a year every year yep. they have, and so they play each other 200-something times first time they've ever met in the tournament that's correct coach case possible last game is against his number one rival in the final four in the tournament for the first time just a, a i mean again you cannot write this kind no. of stuff this is just how it shapes
0: out who beat him three weeks ago when they play
1: three not, weeks not beat th- him, beat him down Yeah, beat him pretty ago. good
0: at home for his yeah. final home game at uh, cam indoor so i mean i know we're going a little rabbit hole a lot of people that uh, don't pay attention to ncaa basketball uh that's gonna be big this weekend final four this coming weekend um just you know Derek, like you said a little blustery on the, the a little colder than than i thought but yeah, the I, weather yeah. was nice and good and um an opportunity to attend a 40th birthday party on oh, Saturday night, which was nice. fun. That was going to be part of my word from the weekend until last night, Derek. So I switched yeah. my word from the weekend about 10:15 last night. Um, we'll talk more about that here shortly. <laughs> but we continue to say it. Derek and I um, have mentioned it numerous times. It felt really normal. It was a, it was a nice time, a lot of fun, live music. Uh, it was just a really good time to celebrate a, a nice lady. We won't mention her on the air. Uh, she would probably be a little embarrassed if we did, but uh, happy birthday. It was fun to, to see others, and uh, that night, COVID was over. The focus was not the COVID-19 that night. We had a very nice time, a lot of fun, and then uh, church on Sunday and just uh, kind of a relaxing Sunday um, You know, around the crane house. And speaking of house – If you are interested in possibly having some quiet Sundays and a new home could possibly be in your future, somewhere in DeSoto County, somewhere in the Mid-South, Please consider reaching out to our 2022 presenting sponsor, the top producing team in the Million Dollar Club in North Mississippi. Again, the top producing team. I'm speaking, of course, of Team Couch, a Birch Realty Group. They possess over 65 years of combined real estate experience. With thousands of closings since 2009, they are ranked nationally as a top performing real estate team. I continue to say it. This very hot DeSoto County market, a lot of people think that they can just throw their house in the market, go Fisbo, use a... a friend of theirs or somebody they know from church that had just got their real estate license, now's the time to work with the best. Work with those people that have dealt with closing attorneys. They've dealt with closing title companies. They've dealt with other realtors to get the best negotiations. Now's the time to work with the big boys, and there's nobody bigger than Team Couch or Birch Realty Group. They were recently voted as the Soto's Best for 2021, and that was the fifth time that they received that award. They're currently offering a free, no obligation market analysis. Give them a call at 662 662- 449-1700 that's 662 449-1700 call Brian's cell phone 901-461-7653 that's 461 sold s o l d you can also do a full home search throughout the mid south at teamcouch.com again that's teamcouch.com do not Try and beat this real estate market by yourself. Call the best. That's Team Coucher of Birch Realty Group. Again, 662-449-1700. Thank you, Brian and Terry, for being our 2022 presenting sponsor. As Derek mentioned a few moments ago, for a couple more times, we are coming to you from the How to Barbecue Right Shop Studios. Thank you to Malcolm Rochelle for being our studio sponsor. For about the last 15, 16 months, we really, really appreciate you believing in the podcast. They have an opportunity to do something different when it comes to their advertising dollars, and we certainly can't begrudge anyone for that. So thank you, Malcolm Rochelle, for being a part of the UTW Podcast for this long. But again, Next couple of shows coming to you from the How to Barbecue Right Shop, located right here in Hernando. This store has everything a person needs for barbecue, crawfish, and all other kinds of outdoor cooking. Whether it's rubs, sauces, thermometers, cast iron, cutting boards, knives, or some of the coolest high end smokers on the market, Malcolm's Shop is your place to go. Find more information on Facebook at H2Q Malcolm's Shop. Give them a call locally at 912 9947. That's 912 9947. Look on their website, how to bbqright.com or give them a visit at the How to Barbecue Right Shop, 496 Whitfield Drive right here under the water tower. They're now over $1.5 million on YouTube. Malcolm and Rochelle are good quality people. The staff there, they've been nothing but nice to us at the UTW Podcast. We said it ago, a couple of months ago that they were a sponsor there with a free grill for the um, Crew Fernando Mardi Gras Ball, which again, we thank them for that. It helped us raise uh, you know over $400 on their item that they donated. Just good people. Malcolm and Rochelle, thank you for being a part of the UTW podcast for another week. If you're interested in possibly being, you know, working with us when it comes to a studio sponsorship, you can give us a call at 901-517-5132. That's 901-517-5132. Or send us an email at underthewatertowerinfo at gmail.com. That's underthewatertowerinfo at gmail.com. If you would like for your business to possibly be the new sponsor of our studio situation, give us a call or email us underthewatertowerinfo at gmail.com. Well, Derek, as I mentioned, I kind of had a uh, word from the weekend that was going to be based around the celebration of a 40th birthday party. But that changed last night around 1015 while you and I were texting. You, you kind of um, informed me of something that had just happened. So uh, let's just say I was being your word from the weekend. If you'll go ahead and give that to us and people will understand what I mean. What's your word from this weekend?
1: Matt, my word for the weekend is adaptable. I chose the word adaptable because I was going you know, to kind of think I'd like to, you know, every time you're trying to base it on our experiences for the weekend, what's my word going to be? And really, it's just everything that we do as adults, especially adults with children, all the things that we have to do, sometimes on the fly. And so I want to kind of just give you a quick rundown of what my Saturday and Sunday looked like. Now, this is, please don't take this as brag take this as, as, oh, you just try to find stuff to do. This is literally just what I did. I kind of knew it all week. This is what my Saturday and Sunday looked like. I run on Saturday morning, so I ran. Then I had to take my daughter. had to go referee for a basketball game up at the school. Then it was – And when um, you
0: say school, you're meaning in South Haven. In South not, Haven. Not, not, not her right, name, Not though. the school right next to us.
1: <laughs> no, up in South Haven. And then it, so she had to be there from 8 to 10. My son had a game at 11. At 1 o'clock, my daughter had a basketball lesson. Uh, left there. That was there at 2.30. 2.30, had to come home, went ahead, took advantage of the blustery weather but did some yard work. And then my son and I then went that night to a Grizzlies game. So we didn't get home until after 10 on Saturday night. Then Sunday – Got ready for my Sunday school lesson, went to church, went to Sunday school. After that, take my daughter. She goes driving on Sunday afternoon. She's trying to get her her license here this summer. So just a lot of stuff. And then, uh, you know, had a lot of things getting ready for school today last night. So as adults, we were like, okay, well, I got this, I got this. And, you know, that happens during the week too. But when you realize how adaptable we are to go from sport to sport to, you know, over here out in the yard to running errands to going to the store to whatever if you sat there and actually put on paper what you do in a day now go ahead this is not i hope please don't take this You're you're not complaining no i'm not complaining number one and second of all if you were able to take all weekend and sleep and just rest and veg out and watch movies that is awesome or if you watched all every basketball game this weekend that is awesome i'm not i'm not saying that at all it's just that when we have to adapt we just find a way to do it and find a way to push through. All of a sudden you look at it Sunday night and you take a deep breath. And you're like, oh my God, I have to go to work in eight hours. You know, so it's, it's unbelievable. Just, it's crazy. So I just, I, it kind of came to me I'm like, man, all these things we have to do, people are just really adaptable.
0: Now you and I just talking as friends. Do you think it's a mixture? I would say in 2022, we tell our kids, not me, not me and you, but just in general, society tells our kids, no, less than ever. Right. <laughs> One hundred percent, and you're right. Your kids go to to North Point, which is a twenty minute drive. Crazy enough, that's what we have to do as a parent nowadays. Especially if there's a threat of weather, that type of stuff. I mean, you look up and hey, we got a soccer match at ten. Oh, it's canceled. Oh, well, since that's canceled, we got this going on, and oh, that's canceled. It's yeah. amazing. It's unbelievable. And all the rainouts. I mean, we're going to
1: rainouts and stuff like in yeah. baseball. I mean, they're every coaches every day right. having to make changes, yes. schedule changes, and so. Just again, we don't think about it. It just comes naturally. Okay, well, this is not going to work. I got to do this. If this, but. We're extremely adaptable. I mean, of course, we all know that as, you know, creatures. But, I mean, just think about what you do on a day-to-day basis. And if you were to write a list, I mean, you you would it's change directions yeah. 10 to
0: 15 times a day. Well, you guys know me. Most people would say I probably have a bit of ADHD anyway, so I'm changing directions kind of nonstop at all times. Well, Derek, my word from the weekend is going to be a different. Like I said, um, I had a word I kind of was going to go with until last night when you uh, sent me a text and we're visiting <laughs> back and forth. You mentioned something to me about Will Smith, arguably one of the top, three movie stars in the world, uh, had gone on stage at the Oscars, which, let's be honest, Derek, this will be the least watched Oscars of all time up until that point. (laughs) Until those tweets went out. Until (laughs) those tweets went out. Up until that point, no one was watching the Oscars. Will Smith proceeds to go on, on stage at the Oscars and slap, I won't say the word I'm thinking, but slap Chris Rock, another Massively famous comedian, someone you and I have enjoyed for 25 years, uh, slaps him. Slaps him. Uh, based off of a joke that he made at Will Smith's wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, uh, her expense. That's correct. And all he simply said was, G.I. Jane too." which uh, Jada Pinkett Smith has short hair. We'll talk more about that in a second. Which look is, comes from Demi Moore in G.I. Jane, mm-hmm. a 20-year-old movie, uh, or Navy SEAL, all that kind of stuff. You know what I'm talking about. Good movie. And, uh, yeah, and yeah, she, good looked, movie. she looked fantastic yes, in that movie. Of course. But J- that,
1: that's, that's very very important. She looked fantastic in the movie.
0: As did Jada Pinkett Smith that's right. last night. That's right. Okay, so okay. anyway, we set the scene. So my word from the weekend is going to be self-control. <laughs> you have the ability to control what you're about to do. Yes. You have the ability to Shake something off. You have the ability to uh, let it roll off of you, per se. I'll say that. Uh, And Will Smith uh, could not do that. No. Please go watch the videos. Please go take a look at it. If you notice, when Chris Rock said that, Will Smith laughed. Laughed. He laughed. What we didn't see was when he was done laughing, he glanced over his wife, who looked at him (laughs) with (laughs) daggers. Uh, She looked at him as if he had left Dirty dishes in the sink and didn't unload the dishwasher and came home at six o'clock after a full day from his wife and said, what's for dinner? That's Yes. That's exactly what happened. Will Smith proceeds to go up on the stage and slap Chris Rock. It's unbelievable. If you haven't seen it, go look at it. I'll give you my two cents on it. Will Smith is famous for being a rapper first. Will Smith has clowned on and joked around. Trust me, he has written many a lyric about clowning on somebody Mm -hmm. and he couldn't take it. No. And he did not possess any self-control. Last night, he went on stage, slapped somebody, assaulted somebody, and then 30 minutes later wins one of the largest awards, which consists of actor of the year or whatever, best actor, best in, actor. A, in a thing. It was He completely ruined the night, and it was very sad.
1: One of the craziest things, I'm watching it live. Uh, had, you were watching. You had I, to tell I, me about you know, it. I, I was choosing to watch. I never watched the Oscars, yeah. but I had actually watched seven of the top ten, of the, uh, ten films nominated. Just, and so I'm watching. I'm paying attention. It's mostly bad, like I knew it would be. Um, but but I was a big fan of the movie Coda, which I had told several people was going to win Best Picture. Uh, as an me. update, yeah. it did end up winning Best Picture. But Chris Rock comes on stage, and I'm like, okay, here's his bit. And you know, we've seen it a sure, thousand times. Right, makes a couple of jokes about other people who don't do anything. And then makes the joke as he's getting ready to start. You can see he kind of bends over and is getting himself ready. And getting ready to start. It kind of sees hers, makes the joke, and then it just fell off the rails. He walks up on stage. Now, I'm watching the American version freezes. So, like, you see him go up stage. It freezes. Because there's like, a delay anyway. Right. There's a 10-second del- delay yeah, yeah, anyway. For cussing and stuff like well, that.
0: cursing and, and dangerous things yeah. as well. And so... That happens.
1: So it, 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 you see, it. and Chris Rock has paused with like yeah. a, he sees him. So you see the back of Will Smith, and he, and Chris right. Rock has paused at the camera, and then all of a sudden it kind of pauses for five ten seconds, and then you see it kind of comes back. Will Smith's walking away. Correct. There's still no audio. Correct. And then um, that you you see Will Smith mouth what he said, and again right. I'm not gonna say it on the air, but please find it, and and you can find that. And then so it's like, okay, what's it? it yeah. This didn't look right. And then you can see Chris Rock is. He keeps saying "I will," and then you can see shaking. You don't know what's going on. So I go on, and I'm looking. Right. Uh, I'm watching it with a couple of family members, and I'm like, "Did what happened? It's like, "Oh, I think this thing just froze." I'm like, "Yeah, okay." No, let's no, let's no, look into no. it so a little So I'm, I'm yelling, like I'm already back in the bedroom. I'm yelling at them. So but did you
0: slap any of them? No, I did not <laughs> slap any of
1: them. <laughs> so I then I immediately go to Twitter. I'm like, "I got to pull this up." So I pull up I get my phone out. Pull it up on Twitter. I'm sitting in the bed, and I'm like, "Oh, so the, I see the Australian version." Well, you found I'm a like, feed that they didn't. Oh, cancel. yes. Wow. And so yeah. then it's like this. So everybody's the same question is this real was a stage right uh, on and on and on and it was not no and he just he lost his mind man i, I don't this was the third joke that night about jada pinkett now Correct. the other two were much worse dealing with their relationship and the and i'll just say it the openness of their relationship right two shots figure out the, what Derek's talking yeah, about at the there. opening Go. monologue right. and then one probably not 15 or 20 minutes before this sure there was another shot at a uh, thing about colin will smith on stage for about uh, anyway dealing with that right so um Again, Will Smith did not get up and hit anybody. But then something about G.I. Jane set him off. Now, there is a past history I found out in 2016. Uh, Will Smith did not get nominated for his role in Concussion. Do you remember that movie? Yeah, about sure. The, right. about the so film. he did not get nominated. And so Jada Pinkett Smith, this is when the whole all-white Oscars all right. was yes. going on, yes. she said she was going to boycott several other people came out because there was no black person up for uh, you know, any of the best the, actor, the yeah. 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 So that came out. Well, when she said that, she said, well, I'm not going to be there. So-and-so's not going to be there. A couple other people aren't going to be there. She was announcing who was not coming and boycotting right. it. And she said – that she, Chris Rock had already been named, that he was going to be the MC, right. And she said, uh, Chris, you know, uh, I love you, but you are the perfect man for this Oscars. Kind of an Uncle Tom shot at mm, Chris Rock. Nice. yes. Well, so when Chris Rock, the next night, during his open monologue, comes on, and he says, yeah, I heard that Jada had something, you know, Jada, you know, Jada Pickett-Smith said something. Jada Pickett-Smith said something. And he kept, you know, this his old thing, he talks, and he said, that's funny. You know, Jada Pickett-Smith, who's on TV, who has her own TV show, I don't think you were invited to the Oscars. Mm-hmm. You know, in other right. words, why? how can a TV person be saying this about right, movies? Sure. Now, this is obviously before all the streaming stuff that we have now. Yeah, um, so there was already a history of that. She did not take too kindly. I think there was another joke he made that night. But again, she started it they also have a history before that, and they were both in Madagascar together. right? He was the zebra, and she She's was the, the hippopotamus. Yeah. Yeah. So they've worked together. They knew each other. Yeah. So maybe there was some stuff there that they weren't getting on behind the microphones right. when they were doing the animated voices. But this has gone back for several years. He just made a, the most innocent joke about her that night, and Will Smith
0: lost it. He goes on stage and assaults somebody. <laughs> just, I mean, that's where we are.
1: And again, Seriously. Chris Rock did not fall. Right. And I think my my the point where I'm like I don't know how everybody else would reacted. There's a lot of people on Twitter saying, you know, he got he got slapped, so how do you not come out a man who just slapped you? Right. But I thought he showed wonderful strength. Another thing is, is when Will is yelling at him, he pauses and he and he says, I will. In other words, he would he will do what Will Smith is asking him to do. And he looks at him and he says, Man, I really could. And he stops. Yeah, he stops, yeah. Because he could have eviscerated oh, absolutely. both of them no right doubt. there with it, just an open mic. I'm going to go at you and just stop. But still, he was struggling. He couldn't believe it happened. He was struggling through announcing the nomination. I think it was for Best Documentary, uh, trying to get through that. Um, but just a really weird – thing about, I guess, the pressures of celebrity. But man, you, you got to handle yourself. you got to have as you said, self-control.
0: Self-control. That's my word. Uh, he did not show it uh, last night. If he was not going to win, they would have asked him to leave. I, I hope that's true. Right. They would have asked true. him to leave. Let's hope so or whatever. So look, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, the spin that's going to come. Uh, it's it's unacceptable. It was uh, amazing to watch and crazy. Uh, I, I really enjoyed this stuff where people said, I mean, Clay Travis, who you and I both enjoy listening to, said if if the Oscars would announce that somebody is going to get into a fight that night and you didn't know which one it was going to be the oscars would have the highest rating there yes. was that'd be, that'd be amazing we joke of course but last night was terrible uh, just uh, shame on him for what happened let's move on let's move on to something and uh speaking of slapping somebody that might be how we transition to this you'll follow me when i'm saying this pennies for the park for Hernando, mississippi is still in jackson the senate has passed a bill let's let's remind if uh, uh, if a city wants to pass a tax like this, a pennies from the park for the park type situation, they have to present it or the representatives have to present it down in Jackson, put it out there for a vote. Typically, most people in Jackson or most places just kind of might talk with someone from that area, mention it, that type stuff. Let's just say the Senate passed theirs unanimously.
1: Uh, I don't know if it was unanimously, but it, it I think passed. I heard. I did hear unanimous. Okay, what's up? Okay, yeah. There you go. I'm not but sure. But I'm saying right Mike
0: on. McClendon would go down there and talk about some different things, and they would say, okay, Mike, if that's what you want to do, well, hey, will you vote for me in Fulton? Right. Or will you vote oh, for yeah, me yeah, in yeah, Tupelo? Yeah, yes, will you yes, yes. vote for me, whatever. The Senate passed it. It is now in the House. These guys are wrapping up probably the end of this week. That's it's right. sitting on someone's desk and has not moved forward from there. Do you have any more information?
1: As of right now, no. I guess the leaders of our city, of Hernando, are still unsure if the House will let it pass out of committee. Correct. So, again, it's not on the floor yet. It's still in committee. As you said, Senator McClendon, of course, Blackwell was one of the ones also supporting this, uh, not uh, not in our city, but uh, somebody from the county supporting it. And then also our representative, Jerry Darnell, have done a wonderful job really pushing it for the citizens.
0: And you're saying um, that, but you're saying wonderful because someone else told you they've done a this good is job. All, That's I'm, not true? Yes.
1: Yeah, I, I am paraphrasing what somebody from you know, leadership in the city has said. Uh, and uh, they have worked hard on this for the city of hernando right. uh, but it's still stuck in committee and there are the reasons for that is because there have been representatives for desoto county now, these are representatives in the House that have voted no for other cities wanting to do the same thing. And so because of the past—now, these people don't know if the DeSoto County uh, uh, representatives are from Hernando, Olive Branch, South Haven. Now, the ones we're talking about are from South Haven and Olive Branch. Uh, they have vote, we mentioned them on our show last week about the teacher pay raises. Go listen Two of to them him. also voted no. One of them voted yes, but he has now—he's been no, voting no, though. Uh, this is part of the Mississippi Freedom Caucus. They have all six been voting no on all of these— Cities, not they're not ta- the state is not taxing these cities. Their state is only allowing these cities to vote for themselves to tax themselves if they vote that they want to. So, but what these representatives are telling other cities that you should not have the right to determine that yourself, which I think is ludicrous. And now, because of that, there have been representatives from other cities who are now voting or could vote against. Our request because, as basically just payback, sure, they're payback because they voted no for theirs, so now they're going to vote no for anything coming right. out of DeSoto. County. Ca- doesn't matter if it's yeah. Jerry Darnell has not voted no,
0: the guy in Laurel can vote against DeSoto County, not knowing anything about that's whatever. Correct. Says hey, I'm, County. Gonna, I'm gonna go negative to Hernando and because he voted to block mine in Jones County or Meridian or whatever it is.
1: Yeah, so all this is counties is not really usually by cities unless it's something specific. So, anyway. This is uh, this kind of where we are. Uh, We hope that it gets out of committee. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of backroom. Hey, man, look, it's just six people, or these three guys are going. You know, they're they're not. They don't vote the way that we want. This is my city. I'm sure Jerry's doing a great job. uh, Doing or Representative Darnell is doing a great job doing all that, trying to get behind the scenes, trying to patch some things up. Let's keep our fingers crossed because. Again, if it comes up here and we vote no like we did six or seven years ago, fine. That's our choice. We've chosen not to be taxed, but it should be our right to decide whether or not we want to pass that and then go forward to try to improve the parks in our city.
0: Derek, I've said on this show numerous times, my biggest uh, rub or pet peeve about the federal government is people in Washington, D.C. who uh, could care less about Hernando, Mississippi, saying, hey, we know what's best for you. Hey, we know what's best for little old Mississippi. Hey, just kind of live under our rules, and this is kind of a similar situation. If the city of Fernando or Clinton, Mississippi or Oxford, Mississippi or Tupelo or whatever wants to pass all the taxes in the world, them as a city and the residents of that city should be allowed to vote and decide what we want to do in our own city. And someone is blocking us from that. And we'll see with more information on Friday. What that's that what, looks like? That's how we uh, hope that will be. A, yeah, a that'll be part updated. of our show yeah. on Friday. We we didn't feel comfortable announcing past, not past. We don't know uh, that information yet because it's still down there. So we'll do, uh, we'll we'll kind of have more information on Friday for sure, Dick. And again, we're not even necessarily sitting here. You and I aren't saying that we're not announcing right now what mm-hmm. we're for or against. We are for cities getting the opportunity to decide things for yes. themselves period. That's kind of where we are. Let's go ahead and keep talking a little bit about Jackson. That's the only local stuff that we kind of have. Derek, income tax in the state of Mississippi is, in some way, shape, or form, poised to uh, be a bit different. Give us an update on our income tax, which we talked about on Friday.
1: Matt, a long-awaited agreement on what to do about eliminating the state's income tax has finally come just days before the end of this session, over the weekend, so sometimes Saturday, with an 8 p.m. filing deadline for Saturday night. The conferees have met, and they agreed upon the final plan for cutting the state income tax. And this was uh, the conference report will be added to what it was known as House Bill 531. So this is what it is. So, yes, this is now going to the governor's desk. We have now have a tax reduction, income tax reduction plan on the table. This is what it's going to do. Effective next year. Effective starting in 2023. That is correct. Yes. Uh, eliminates the 4% tax bracket by 2023. Single income taxpayers do not have to pay taxes on the first $18,300 of income married filers will not have to pay taxes on the first $36,600 of income. It will reduce taxes when fully implemented over four years for an individual making 40000 a year. That'll be about $417 a year. For a married couple making $80,000 a year, that will be about $834 a year. Again, that's going to start in 2023 and going to phase out all the way through 2026. Uh, It would give Mississippi, when fully implemented, the fifth lowest marginal tax rate for states that have income tax, although other states are also considering cuts or elimination. Right now, we would be the fifth lowest state tax in the nation. Uh, the 5% tax, now we already mentioned the 4% tax bracket will be eliminated. The 5% bracket would be cut to 4.7% by 2024, 4.4% by 2025, and 4% by 2026. And so overall, what they're estimating, this will provide tax relief of about $525 million per year by 2026.
0: The income tax will still be in place for those making six figures. It'll go yes, from five but, to but, four. Yes, but they It'll won't go from but, five so, to four.
1: Right. And okay. the and the first thirty six thousand six hundred you will not be taxed on. Right. Uh so if you're married filing married right. filer or paying right. you know, so that you so your first thirty six as Six is couple. exempt. Okay. Anything, and then so if you make two hundred thousand dollars, basically your first hundred sixty-four thousand. I mean, your first thirty-six thousand is exempt. Your remaining one hundred sixty-four thousand will now be taxed around four percent, instead right. of five. Sure. Again, if you're making eighty thousand dollars, that's saving you eight thirty-four a year. So making one hundred sixty, you're probably saving somewhere around sixteen hundred dollars a year. Right. So all these
0: um, teachers that are about to get this big raise that they're talking yeah, about—they're they're, going
1: to reduce that. So again, five hundred. You're making right. eighty thousand yeah. plus. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah.
1: Oh, well, That would be awesome. Uh, but $525 million a per year will start. So this is going to phase in over the next four years. And then so by 2026, the annual savings per year for income taxpayers will be $525
0: million. A lot of numbers right there, Derek. Go look it up. House Bill 531. There's everything we're discussing, all those numbers. I mean, Derek does his research. But look, if you're interested, go take a look at that. The income tax has been talked about in the state of Mississippi for a long time. Really, Derek, what this is, is them trying to go in the direction of having an ability to Go to plants and companies, these massive Fortune 500 companies, and be able to lure them to the state of Mississippi by saying, "Hey, we've we lessened our income tax by tremendous. We've eliminated it for eighty thousand dollars or less from a couple standpoint. So, really trying to make it look more and more like Florida and like Texas and those type stuff, those Tennessee uh, that don't have a an income tax that they can go and and uh, express. That's, That's uh, right. it's a marketing type thing. So, it makes sense.
1: Well, and, and they're hoping you know, because the argument for this now, of course, the House wanted it to be completely eliminated. Yeah. The Senate. didn't. Did not agree with that. They said, "Look, yeah, we're having a couple of good years, but a lot of that is because federal money's coming in. You know, we, we had some really bad years in the early 2000s. We can't say this is how it's going to be going forward every year. So we've got to be smart. Let's try to phase this out. Let's look at it again. And then 2026, if we're still, you know, over one billion over projections or something like that, then we can start having those conversations. But you know, 525, uh, you know, that's a good number. And again, Matt, we're going to notice that starting after 2023. So in 2024, when you file your taxes, you know, if you're making eighty thousand or more, you're going to notice, you know, a pretty decent savings. Extra grand. Yeah. I mean, it's extra grand and then, or more. And that makes a difference for people that are breaking even right now. That's a thousand dollars more in your pocket. I mean, you're actually be getting money back. So again, this is a, a wonderful thing. I do think, you know, whether we can survive or not on, you know, that, that savings we'll see, but like you said, they're hoping that's attracting businesses to relocate here. They're now paying commercial property tax, industrial property tax, uh, and then they're bringing new workers here who will then be paying their own taxes. So those new taxes will offset this loss by that new businesses coming into the state.
0: Yeah, so that's the goal there with the income tax reduction. So uh, we'll keep you posted on that. We will continue to do that on what that looks like. The governor, I would assume, is going to sign it, and uh, we should have that information by Friday. Well, Derek, uh, we're going to go pretty quick on this. As Jackson begins to wrap up the legislative session, the legislative season here in the state of Mississippi. There are a few bills that are still alive that we're going to update more on on Friday and probably next week. We'll cross some of those bills off that didn't make it and did make it. People have enjoyed that over the last six weeks when we would update them. Tell us some of the bills that are still alive down in Jackson that can affect us here in DeSoto County.
1: Please go look at these up. I'm going to summarize each by with one or two sentences. The equal pay. This is House Bill number 770 for the Equal Work Act. So again, if you know everybody should be paying the same wage for the same job type thing. This is more the trying to bring the women's pay up to the men's pay. That is still out there. Uh, also, the in the Senate is called Senate Bill number 2451. It's called the Mississippi Equal Pay Act. So again, these are in conference trying to get those together and get those passed. The next one we're going to look at is an education. So the House bills in education that are still alive. House Bill number 881. This is university-based programs for education for children with developmental abilities. And they're looking to revise certain provisions in those. House Bill number 1068, the Mississippi Intercollegiate Athletics Compensation Right Act. Again, this is more having to do with the NIL stuff. We're trying to see, you know, how to make that where the state's comfortable with it, where the schools are comfortable with it, and that, you know, they're hopefully, you know, basically can kind of keep the NCAA out of it. Uh, House Bill number eleven sixty-eight. This is gifted education. This requires school districts to provide for students in grade seventh and eighth grade. So that's something they're trying to add to the schools. And then Senate Bill number two eight eight seven. Uh, This is a school board uh, bill. This was allowed to purchase electric vehicles for student transportation to start adding electric vehicles maybe to the bus fleet uh, and that sort of thing. So again, those are the education bills that are still in play for this session. Now we'll skip over to alcoholic beverages. There's some alcoholic beverage bill still alive. House bill number 512. Uh, this is to remove the Department of Revenue from being the wholesale distributor. Authorize issuances of wholesalers permits. Again, trying to get the Department of Revenue out of having to tag all the wine and liquor coming into the state. Uh, this is something that we've talked about before, maybe a couple months ago. They're still working on that. Uh, House Bill number 918 authorized issuance of food truck permits uh, for the alcoholic beverages. Senate Bill number 2063. This will revise the definition of qualified resort area. So a lot of these, you remember South Haven did this, where they said, okay, Silo Square is going to be a resort area so they can have open container laws between certain hours of the day. Uh, They're trying to maybe revise that because a lot of cities are now turning toward that. They want to make sure it's a uniform throughout the whole state. Uh, And then finally, Senate Bill number 2844 uh, this is to authorize construction of new warehouse and contracting for operations of the alcoholic beverage control division. So, again, that all has to do with um, anything doing with alcohol beverages. Now, there are 16 bills. I'm not going to read through these for ARPA. Remember, ARPA is the American Rescue Plan Act. This is everything we're getting from the federal government. There are 16 bills dealing with basically infrastructure throughout the state that they're still discussing and debating. We, you know, This is $1.8 billion uh, that is left from the federal government they have to put into infrastructure. And there are 16 bills dealing with that. that They're still up in the air. Please go find that. Educate yourself. I'm not going to read those. Uh, And then finally, some general stuff talked about before. The one Mississippi as a state song is still out there hanging on, trying to get done. Uh, There is a House Bill number 1509. This is a COVID-19 vaccine mandate. What this would prohibit are state and local governments from imposing vaccine mandates. That is still there. So right now, you know, the state kind of said we're not going to do it, but local people could maybe still do that. So they're trying to see if they want to prohibit that to be done. Uh, And then there is a the Mississippi Voting Modernization Act. Uh, That's Senate Bill number 2879. This is the one trying to bring everybody basically up to the touchscreens for voting and that sort of things. So that is still also out there. And then finally, the last thing, which is not a—it is a bill, but it's more of a uh, resolution. Excuse me. It's the Constitutional Amendment. There's one Constitutional Amendment that is still out there uh, to be discussed. It is uh, Referendum 39. This is going to amend to provide that people have the right to propose new statutes, And to amend or repeal existing statutes. This all goes back to when the medical marijuana was, you know, voted on by the citizens of Mississippi. Seventy-four percent passed it, and then yet it was struck down in the state supreme court because there were only four districts now. And when they had the signatures, or I guess the state statute was five districts, so they needed from different, you know signatures from five different districts since we now have four it was never rewritten that has now been rewritten but now they're trying to give the uh i guess us people like us our residences abilities to bring stuff back up again to either challenge or to add uh to to the uh, constitution so again all those things, please, please, please go educate yourselves. If any of that appealed to you, go find that. And, uh, again, anything that does pass, go to the governor's desk. We will let you know over, over the next one to two weeks.
0: And breathe. A lot of information, a lot of stuff going on in Jackson. If you're interested in it, go learn both sides. Go, go you know, just Maybe don't get all your information from one political side or whatever, but go educate yourself on those things still happening in Jackson. We will continue to uh, let you guys know those different bills because, again, it's important for us to pay attention to uh, what's going on in Jackson Uh, One of the reasons UTW Podcast exists is because Derek and I were definitely uh, concerned about the knowledge and coverage of different things affecting DeSoto County, so we wanted to start something that we can kind of shine that light. Thank you to all those people representing us down uh, in Jackson. Once again, I'll say it a thousand times, but yours truly will never run uh, for any type of political office, and it's just really not my thing, but we appreciate those people that are going uh, down there and and doing those things. A lot of stuff still happening in Jackson for one more week, Uh, and we will keep you up to speed here at the UTW Podcast on any of those things. That might affect us. Well, speaking of something that might uh, you want to have in place as it affects you and you typically don't think about it. I'm definitely speaking about insurance. And if you're looking for the right company to pair with when it comes to your needs, when it comes to auto, property, casualty, health, life, any type of insurance and you're trying to figure out the best place for you to go, who can help you maybe look at five to ten different companies at one time, compare those with you, educate you on your insurance needs. I'm speaking of course about our newest sponsor, Holland Insurance. Holland Insurance located in South Haven but ready to serve anyone under the water tower. Again, whether it's Property, Casualty, Health, Life, Aldo, some of the largest companies in the world, Nationwide, State Auto, Hartford, Liberty Mutual, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Cigna, Humana are partnered up with Holland Insurance. Holland Insurance can learn more about your insurance needs and put you with one of those companies to maybe save you money, but definitely protect you and your family when it comes to those insurance needs. Give them a call locally, 662-895-5528. That's 662-895-5528. If you possess a Mississippi insurance license and are looking for a change, looking to grow, looking to partner up with one of the largest insurance companies in the Mid-South, call Holland Insurance today. Bruce Robinson and Jerry Holland are always adding to their team quality people since 1981. Again, give them a call, 662-895-5528 for Holland Insurance.
1: The secret is out. North Point Christian is DeSoto County's most popular private school destination. 211 new students made the switch and became part of the North Point family this year, pushing their enrollment to record levels. Are you interested in making a schooling switch in 2022-2023? North Point will be hosting their next opportunity to preview the point this Sunday, April 3rd at 2 p.m. Again, this Sunday, April 3rd at 2 p.m. They encourage prospective families to come and see why families in three states, 28 cities, and 41 zip codes have made North Point DeSoto County's largest and most desirable Christ-centered college preparatory school. Interested families should reserve their spot today by contacting Director of Admissions, Ms. Sheila Sharon, at 662-349-5127, 662-349-5127. They invite you to get ready to make the switch
0: and join the North Point family. If you are in need of a car rental for a day, a week, a month, or longer, please visit Mobile Car and Van Rental, located at the corner of McCracken and Commerce. Our manager, Megan, is ready to serve with, again, daily, weekly, or monthly rates. We work with all major insurances. Let us help you with your claim. We will pick you up in Hernando at the local body shop. Give us a call, 662-469-4555. That's 662-469-4555. If you're in need of a car, a truck, a van? A cargo van? If Mobile Car and Van Rental cannot help you, we'll help you find someone who can. Give us a call, 662-469-4555, for the only car rental place in Hernando, Mississippi. Again, Mobile Car and Van Rental. Well, Derek, on our Tuesday show, always leads us into the DeSoto County Fact of the Week, brought to you by the DeSoto County Museum, located across the street from Bancorp South, on Commerce Street, open Tuesday through Saturday, 9 to 5. Stop by and let Rob Long and his team show you all around the DeSoto County Museum, the wonderful artifacts, the different history of this wonderful county that we call home. Derek, this week's DeSoto County Fact of the Week is what? Matt, at its organization on February 9th,
1: 1836, DeSoto County stretched from the Tennessee state line on the north to the Panola County line on the south. So again, it was both Tate and DeSoto County at the time. From the Mississippi River, and Tunica County on the west to Marshall County on the east. A mistake in surveying actually placed the state line at what is now Winchester Road in Shelby County, Tennessee. Two years later in eighteen thirty eight, the line was resurveyed and moved to its present location of State Line, right right just north of State Line Road. So we gave him back Memphis South. That is correct. We came back, gave back south, south Memphis. Everything we from Winchester used to, south- to State Line yeah. Road, the Soto County
0: South Memphis would have been good. To, I mean, at a certain point, we would have been like, all right, go ahead and take it back. So
1: basically, Graceland would have been in yes. Mississippi yes. right there. Okay. I mean, just just south of uh, Winchester Road right, right. there. Been Graceland. Uh, in was Elvis
0: born in Tupelo? I didn't know. It's you know, kind we, of a joke because yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We, you better remember that.
1: <laughs> that's when he was twelve years around twelve years old. The formal application was made to the governor, Charles Lynch. and He was a Whig governor. This was before, you know, Republicans, Democrats. This was the Whig party. Whig governor Charles Lynch knowing the 10 new counties that leaned toward the Jacksonian Democratic politics, which would weaken his Whig party in the state. So he refused to sign the writ of application to allow DeSoto County and the other nine counties to come in. So it went to the Mississippi legislature who then received the writ and basically overruled the governor and went ahead and formed those counties uh, and made DeSoto, you know, allowed DeSoto County to come in. Now, Edward Orne, O-R-N-E, commissioner of the Boston and Mississippi Cotton Land Company, was instrumental in buying up thousands of acres of land in the session to allow this consortium to happen. On January 25th, so one month before they asked for DeSoto County to come in, Section 13, Township 3, Range 8 West, was awarded to Chickasaw Tiluk who sold the section to Edward Orne on June 16, 1836. And on August 16th, Edward Orne donated 40 acres of this section to the Board of Police for a county seat. This 40 acres was planned and laid out with a 450 Public, square, uh, public squares surrounded by 172 lots. In the two blocks around the square, there were five streets north and south and five streets east and west. This plan still forms the center of our wonderful city of Hernando, the county seat. And from then on, we know what happened after that. We know it was called the city of Jefferson and then, of course, we found out before why it was changed to Hernando. So, again, Matt, that is how the county itself came into play uh, from basically the purchase of the land from the Chickasaws by Mr. Orne, sent to the Mississippi where the governor did not like it. They went ahead and put it in anyway. Mr. Orne donated the um, 40 acres, again, to for the police department and then set up the town square, which we see today. Five streets to the north, east, west, and
0: south, all made out the town square. Very interesting, Derek. Wonderful fact of the week from the DeSoto County Museum, Rob Long get by 9 to 6 Tuesday through Saturday again 9 to 6 Tuesday through Saturday for a wonderful visit at the DeSoto County Museum and true gym here for DeSoto County I will continue to say it if there is a better local museum when it comes to uh, you know a county like DeSoto, I'd love to see it. Rob Long, DeSoto County Museum, 9 to 6, Tuesday through Saturday. Get by very soon. And speaking of something that is uh, definitely a true gem of the community and a place of business that has been under the water tower for a number of years, DeSoto Family Dental Care. The Soto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Paroli, and Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. DFDC makes use of modern technology such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process from beginning to end. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. They are the official dentists of the UTW podcast. Please consider making them yours. You can call them locally at 429-5239. That's 429-5239 or swing by anytime to notice the DFDC difference. Since 2001,
1: Green King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated, with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419, again, 662-892-8419, or visit them on their website at greenkingspray.com. Remember, if you want it green,
0: call the king. Podcast continues to be brought to you by Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and so much more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Some of his services include leaf removal, tree trimming, spring cleanups, stump grinding, new fence construction, fence repair, gate repair, any project on the outside of your home or business, give Richard a call. Let him swing by. If he can't do it, he will help you find someone who can. Call him today at 662-292-8855. That's 292-8855. Or find more information on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. Again, that's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. Well, Derek, with a pretty decent weather uh, since our last show, going to have some uh, baseball games. Uh, that definitely happened, baseball and softball. You mentioned soccer. Go ahead and give us that soccer score as well when it comes to North Point. And then we'll talk about softball and baseball uh, shining a light on the young people right here under the water tower.
1: Matt, uh, the North Point Trojans took on the Whitehaven Tigers. They played well. North Point beat Whitehaven 3-0. The goals were scored by Ira Bailey, Luke Pollan, and Alex Musgrave. Uh, so, did, again, uh, three goals by three different players, which was a kind of a wonderful showing defense. Played really well. Um, this was We played Whitehaven a couple years ago. They were extremely good. Uh, this team wasn't quite as good, but still a pretty good team. So, kind of a – this is the first official uh, game of the season. Uh, there was a couple other games. There was a preseason tournament, uh, and then there was one other – kind of a JV-ish game. Uh, This was the first official game of the season, so uh, they start off to a 1-0 start, so a good win uh, by the Trojans, who now have three games this week starting tomorrow night, Tuesday night, uh, they play at home and then away on Thursday and then back home again Friday night. So, again, just here it is, soccer season here for the next month or six weeks.
0: Soccer season in Tennessee, Tennessee schools, private and public. Girls are in the fall. Boys are in the spring. So, that's why we'll continue to kind of – I mean, that doesn't match up with our soccer season down here in North Mississippi. So, that's why we're going to get a little update there. Congratulations to the Trojans as they begin to kind of start their season. I've seen them play uh, there for the preseason tournament, and we wish them nothing but the best. And we'll continue to update them uh, for sure, especially Bo. I mean, Derek's son plays, and this is kind of his uh, last – when it comes to uh, playing competitive soccer uh, for his school. So go ahead and turn our attention to softball, Derek. Go ahead uh, tell us about the Lady Trojans and the Trojans when it comes to softball and baseball.
1: Lady Trojans softball, not much to say. They played one game since the – There never
0: uh, is. It never seems to
1: be. <laughs> one game since their last show, traveling to Carville to take on the Lady Dragons. Uh, the final score was Carville 15 North Point nothing. So, again, not much to cover. Uh, their record is now 1-1. One one. Their next game will be their first district game tonight, so Monday night, against FACS. Of course, here at the UTW Podcast, are pulling hard for a better start of district than they had in their last game. So again, tonight, uh, if you want to know, drive up to North Point to watch them play FACS. The North Point baseball, the, the Trojans baseball team had three games since our last show. The first game was against MHEA, where they won 17 to nothing in three innings. Their second game was against DeSoto Central uh, in a tough pitcher's duel. North Point jumped out with a couple runs early, but then DC settled in, and there were zeros across the board in the middle innings. DeSoto Central got a run in the sixth to pull to two to one, but then North Point got that run back on the top of the seventh and was able to hold on to a 3-1 victory. Hudson Brown went all seven innings for the Trojans to get the win with 10 strikeouts. Jay Ferguson had the big hit of the game, knocking in two RBIs, and Spencer Haley had the other RBI. And then finally, the third game of the week, that was against Center Hill. North Point was up most of the game, but the Mustangs get two runs late to prevail 7-6 to six over the Trojans. Justin Hall took the loss for the Trojans. James Smith went 4-4 four for four with a home run and a double. Rob Hayes was 2-4. for four. Hudson Brown, Spencer Haley, Jay Ferguson, and Alex Wright also had RBIs for the Trojans. Their record is now 5 and 3, and their next game is tonight, again, Monday night, against district rival Harding. Now, moving south uh, and east to Lewisburg. Lewisburg softball, they played two games since our last show. The first was a 12 1 victory over South Haven. Jay Taylor, L. Stokes, and Avery Williams had two hits for Lewisburg, with Stokes also knocking in three runs. The game was over in three innings, and Wade gets the win for the Lady Patriots. In their second game, they faced a tougher opponent in Corinth. Matt, this game ended in a nil-nil. I don't know if you say that in baseball. Zero-zero tie. Zero-zero tie. (laughs) Zero-zero tie with Abrams going the distance with eight strikeouts for Lewisburg. Their record is now 10-2-1.
0: So they didn't they didn't play extra innings. They didn't play extra innings. No, Interesting. They, they,
1: okay. well, I guess Corinth had to get back home. There you I'm go. Sorry. I guess so. Yeah, their record is now 10-2-1, and their next game is Tuesday night as they travel to DeSoto Central for district play. Uh, Lewisburg Baseball. Now, Lewisburg Baseball, uh, they hosted their annual Crawfish Classic by playing two games on Saturday. Correct. Their first game was against Cleveland Central. Cleveland Central jumped with a run in the first to take the early lead, but Lewisburg answered with three in the bottom half on an inside-the-park home run by Jacob Hill. Lewisburg adds another in the second and five more in the third to take a 9-1 to lead. They then led 10-1 to in the sixth when the Wolves scored two late runs to get us to the final score of 10-3. J.P. Allen got the win for the Patriots. The second game was against Hensdale South, from Illinois, Lewisburg took a 2 nothing lead after the first, but the wheels fell off for them in the second as the Hornets score six runs on five walks and four errors. Lewisburg got three of those runs back in the third and held that for an inning when the Hornets scored four more to take a 7-5 lead. Lewisburg answers, again answers back with a run in the bottom of the fourth to pull within 7-6. That was the score into the bottom of the sixth when Lewisburg scored four runs to take a 10-7 lead. That will be the final score with Scott Sharp getting the win in relief for the Patriots. Their record is now 14-1, and and they start district play against Olive Branch this week with a home game starting Tuesday night. Now coming to our hometown of Hernando, uh, Hernando softball, the softball team played five games since our last show and won all five. On Wednesday, they took on DeSoto Central and won 9 2 On Friday, they took down Neshoba Central 4-0, and then Germantown 5-3. On Saturday, they edged out West Lauderdale 2-1 and beat down Clinton 12-1 in a mercy rule. It was a great week for the Lady Tigers, who improved their record to 13-6, and, and they will also start play Tuesday night here in Hernando. And finally, Hernando baseball. Hernando had three games since their last show. The first two were the rest of the series against district rival South Haven. As mentioned the last show, Hernando had won the first game. In game two, Hernando put up five runs in the first inning, including a home run by Brody Martin on the way to a 9-3 victory. Tyler Sullivan led Hernando with two hits, and Thomas Mitchell got the win, going four innings and giving up three unearned runs and striking out four. In the third game of the series, Hernando was going for the sweep, and they got it easily. Hernando scored one in the third, three in the fourth, four in the fifth, and three in the sixth to get the victory. Topher Jones got the victory going all seven innings, allowing three hits and striking out eight. Luke Roman, Brody Martin, Tyler Sullivan, and Garrick Smith all had multiple hits. And then finally on Saturday night, the Tigers faced off against Germantown. This game was over early with the Tigers winning fifteen to nothing. Now I could not find any stats on this game, but they were obviously all good for Hernando winning fifteen to nothing. Hernando's record improves to ten and six on the year. Hernando will continue district play this week against a good South Panola team starting Tuesday night at South Panola. So they're 3-0 right now in district going to take a good South Panola team. Hopefully maybe get that, at least get two or three on that one and take the first two district series of the year.
0: Definitely want to start with South Haven first. They're probably dragging the bottom of the district, so I mean, you know, get the sweep there. That's definitely uh, getting you know starting on, right, uh, on the right foot. Tigers, Patriots, Trojans, we really appreciate everything that you guys are doing. Uh, again, we, we continue to say it. Be happy we're having a season after what we had to live with two years ago. So congratulations to them for a busy week. Look forward to updating that when it comes to our Friday show. Young people, we Always want to say thank you, and I know we all the different things going on. I know it was a wonderful weekend for Hernando Derek. Uh, we had band competition wins. We had county wins in track for Hernando. We had county wins, both boys and girls. The girls came in first place. The boys came in second place in the county track wow. meet. And then the team county championship was won by the Hernando Tiger tennis team nice. led by Miss Cynthia Coleman. Uh, Cynthia Coleman, shout out to Coach Coleman for that. Uh, just a wonderful weekend when it comes to the uh, Hernando Tigers uh, under the water tower. Uh, you know, some of the different sports Hernando's pretty darn good at. So uh, definitely keep your head up there and congratulations to those young people. Look, if you enjoy our show, our coverage of uh, state bills, our coverage of uh, Pennies for the Park, our, our um, you know coverage of Will Smith and his uh, aggression and, and need for self-control, <laughs> please give us a listen on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. If you enjoy our show, please go give us a five-star review. Give us a thumbs up wherever you hear our voice, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast. Give us that five-star review. Give us a thumbs up, and that helps us continue to climb up the charts when it comes to local podcasts. If you enjoy our show, please. Please look for OB Pod. Go give Zach Sims a, a listen over there with OB Pod. Zach is uh, solo right now, working hard to continue the OB Pod. And just go give him a listen. Again, OB Pod, wherever you get your podcast, covering Center Hill Athletics, Lewisburg Athletics, Olive Branch Athletics, and really covering the eastern side of DeSoto County. OB Pod. Well, Derek, look forward to uh, getting back with you later on this week. Uh, have a wonderful week. I know you got a busy one when it comes to soccer and all those different things. Uh, Evelyn actually has four rec soccer matches. So, uh, Does she put tonight? nine. She plays Tuesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday night with some rain coming through on Wednesday. Thursday may be in jeopardy, yeah, but we'll yeah. see. Well, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower. This is where we dropped off a pretty little girl, same grade as me. Tried to kiss her once in the aisle. Of-